Welcome to the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. I'm your host, Lukna, also known as the Action Accelerator. The Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast is a weekly podcast where we give you insight into the personality of sushi adoring entrepreneurs, showing you that success is all about having fun in and with your business without the hustle and the grinding. And this is our very first episode in 2021. Yes. We've arrived in 2021, people. Let's hope that it's going to be a better year than it was last year. And today I've got the amazing Ben Graham. Ben founded Video Marker. I sure hope I pronounced it well enough to enable video creators to outsource their editing needs. He has worked alongside more than 50 creators with millions of followers and attracted over 10 million views as a content creator. Now that's a dream of mine. Ben worked as a freelance video editor for over four years and has had a passion for filming video content since the age of 13. Ladies and gentlemen, 13 years old. (laughs) Receiving too many video edits to handle alone, he started a private video editing agency with a team of five, helping over, listen good, 125 different video creators to achieve greatness. Now, who does not want to achieve greatness, ladies and gentlemen? His first (laughs) business was founded in 2013, which generated over two million pounds in revenue at the age of 16. I don't know what I'm doing here. Ben helps the video editors on his team grow professionally and has handpicked them himself to show the best results. Ben, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm glad I'm here speaking, <laughs> speaking with you right now in 2021 as well. Wow, <laughs> it's great that, to be here. That is an impressive introduction. 10 million views. How do you get to 10 million views? I mean, it's a lot of hard work, I'd say, firstly. Sometimes a bit of luck. I would say luck does play a part of it. It does anything. But I would say the main thing that got me there was collaborations. I would say just that's basically the, the reason why I got as many views as that, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> but I like to think I was somewhat all right on camera as well. <laughs> but, but yeah, we'll go with the collaborations. <laughs> as part, as a, <laughs> Yeah, I but, love that. I love that. So you started yeah. when you were 13 years old. I mean, how did you discover that this is what you're passionate about and this is what you want to do? I mean, it's a good question. I don't think I really had like, there's not a moment where I thought like, I definitely want to do video stuff. I mean, I was always into drama as kind of like a kid, I guess. Maybe that comes from that. I was in like the play Grease in like production, but I, yeah. wasn't, I was like an extra, so I wasn't like anything. <laughs> I guess I just liked the video game FIFA. That's kind of the videos I did. And then I just kind of branched out to like other stuff on camera as well. But mainly it was FIFA, the video game and doing like videos with other YouTubers on that game. And, you know, just really trying to collaborate with as many people as possible. <laughs> That's kind of the main thing, how it happened. And just... I think that's just the goal in business as well in life, just is mixing with people. I don't want to get too deep here, but <laughs> like, like, you know, mixing with the right people who, who can like also take you to where you want to go, but also you can give back to them as well. That's kind of what I think it should be about, really. Well, what and, made uh, you decide on at the age of 13 to start a business? I mean, at the age of 13, I was doing completely different things. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I mean, I remember there was a point when I was 15 where I just kind of, I wanted to afford a kind of an Xbox One. The, the new consoles came out and I just needed, I think new consoles back then were, I think they're around 300 pounds. Yeah. I think that's like what, 400, $500 in the US. 
So yeah, I just wanted to afford to buy that. And then it just turned into something else after that. <laughs> Basically, oh, I just wanted to be able to afford to buy an Xbox One or PS4, yeah, at the time. And now here we are, the PS5's come out. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think I just like being on camera. That's basically what it comes down to at the end of the day, just with anything and just speaking and really just kind of getting to know people it really is, is another part as well, which I was kind of more introverted as well. But now I'm, I think I'm more extroverted. And uh, yeah, you definitely seem extroverted. So <laughs> Well, I'm actually yeah. an ambivert, to be fair. I'm both. Oh, I'm yeah. both an extrovert as well as an introvert. So it depends on what I'm doing. So when I'm speaking, I'm an extrovert. And when I'm on camera, I'm an extrovert. But as soon as I come off, I need about 30 minutes alone time to recharge before I do anything else. Yeah, I would say I'm the same. Like I always need me time. I think some people actually don't need me time. They're always about doing something with someone. (laughs) Yeah, but I think for me, I definitely need a lot of me time, I guess, and doing stuff alone, especially... uh, I can't sit on Zoom all day. It's just going through things. So I need like a break, like even if it's like as long as possible, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, was, I'm, I'm yeah. curious, Ben, have you ever had, because most people are scared to put their face on camera. Yeah. Have you ever had that or have you just gone um, and thought, okay, this is me. I don't care what other people think. I think maybe I did when I was younger, when I first started, of course. But I mean, there was a time during like during a two year period where I, I wasn't like so, I guess, confident just because of something, things that happened. But yeah. <laughs> but like, I guess overall, I've been fine. But yeah, I just mainly like just go with the flow when I'm on camera. I don't like overthink it too much. I just like think, I not pretend, but I just know no one else is in the room with me most of the time. I find it harder when someone's like in the room with me watching me film like a video rather than me just alone like I know I'm alone so it's not like too much of a big issue you know (laughs) it's just me there so I just get on with it (laughs) yeah it's not like too much of an issue yeah you have an issue with that I had seems like I had I had I had to be fair I mean if you had asked me think I think two years ago if I had to choose between getting up on stage with 3,000 people in the room or speaking in front of a camera I would have chosen the first Put me on the stage and not in front of a camera. And it was even going live on Facebook because for me, grabbing my phone and talking to my screen seemed like stupid. I mean, who talks to a screen to themselves? Yeah, yeah. It does seem quite mad when you think about it. Yeah, Yeah, that (laughs) that was my thinking. It was very, as in, who talks to themselves on a screen without anyone? I was so used to the interaction because I've been delivering workshops and speaking for so long that I'm used to an audience giving me feedback, whether that's verbally or non-verbally. So the idea of not having that anymore... Yeah, you just don't know if you're doing something wrong or, you know, <laughs> I, don't know. I guess that's the panic in your head. But like, I feel like maybe the reason why I was all right with it was because I was playing a video game and I was kind of like commentating with it at the same time. And yeah. maybe, that's the, maybe that's the reason why I started off. And then I just branched out into maybe other things. I haven't done that many videos without FIFA. But, <laughs> but I guess it, I think I'm fine with it. Though. I'm not like I've had some like videos for other companies where I speak about just stuff to do with them. So I just I'm fine with that. So <laughs> I think yeah. I should be fine with other stuff as well. But yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's just the part of it. You just got to get out of your comfort zone and, and go with it, really. Same as anything, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I love about you sharing is that find your own way, whether that is narrating over something or about something. Yeah. If that's the way to get you started, that's great. For me, I was challenged to do yeah, uh, yeah. Facebook Lives and I thought, okay, yeah, if anyone challenged me, I'm not going to say no. So that got me over that hump. But uh, it is really about finding your path, finding your way to get you started yeah. on something like video, for example.
yeah completely like you just got to start basically get started like yeah. no point dwelling on it. just uh get started your first video would always be that terrible but that's basically how it is with everyone your yeah, first yeah. video is even sorry be terrible you just got to carry on and go through it just like many other things i guess like i said yeah, <laughs> just yeah, gotta yeah. continue basically going recording as many videos as possible i would say just try and get it over and done with and just get your first video done that's it and then that's out of the way and then you don't have to worry about anything else just keep improving basically yeah <laughs> then your confidence will improve on camera so yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think with action, action breeds confidence. So we think yeah, that we yeah. need confidence first to take action, but it's the other way around. So your agency supports video creators, I should say. What yeah. type of video creators? Are they all gamers or is it broader so, than that? So, yeah, I'll say it's, it's broader than that. I would say it's many YouTube channels who create videos. So I get, again, it's coming back to, well, I guess, what I did before, but it's not necessarily FIFA. I mean, my connections originally were through uh, FIFA, the video game. And then I guess we all kind of branched out over time doing different videos rather than just FIFA as we got older. I think that's kind of how it played out in my head. Um, so I, I still had those connections and then I used those connections to kind of get clients to my video, you know, editing stuff. Basically how I started off, because I already had connections through a previous business that I ran as of when I was younger. So I had already connections with video creators. And yeah, I guess the people who, who we work with are mainly YouTube channels who post regularly. And there's a certain type of channel that we prefer, I guess, which is mainly like a personal brand rather than, I guess, a company, which is kind of, what I guess, what YouTube's about. Anyway, YouTube, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than, but I guess companies have taken over now, really, yes. Real, but but again, we're not gonna sort of the word is discriminate. We, we'll work with anyone, we're well, not anyone, but you know, just as long as they produce enough content, then yeah, we uh we accept on anyone really, as long as it's fits in the scope of work. So, yeah, so for example, let's use an example I want to use my YouTube, I want to grow my YouTube channel and I want to do it around me as a personal brand. Yeah, what's the next step? I would say. Like I said, just get started is the first step. Know your audience, who you're targeting is the next one. Really do research into like, yeah, I guess, yeah, like I said, the target profile of who you're really trying to get to watch your content. Do research into keywords. Obviously, there's all different things into it. It all depends on the platform you're publishing to as well. Uh, did mm -hmm. you say YouTube channel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, YouTube channel. My uh, platform is partnered with a system called TubeBuddy, who also, I don't know if you've heard of them. Yes. Who provides, I guess, knowledge on, you know, how the YouTube works and all that. So... I mean, when I started off, I just literally just uploaded videos. I didn't really think about getting views. It was just through collaborations, you know. It wasn't like a tactic I was doing or something interesting. <laughs> I was just literally just posting and not even thinking about the views. I was literally just having fun posting, basically. And that's what I think everyone should do with it. Like, obviously, if it's a tactic to get more clients and stuff, that's different if you're a business, I guess. But I would say the first step is just have fun filming content and make it kind of a routine and short hobby rather than thinking about kind of the monetary aspect of it. Definitely, for sure, you should definitely do that. I'm not sure if I answered. Yeah, yeah, no, what yeah. I love about what you shared is yeah. I think that for me, one of the things that I haven't done it already is yeah. because it seems like I don't want to focus on the numbers too much. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I course, really yeah. don't. I mean, one of the purposes of the podcast is to show you that you should be having fun in and with your business as an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's the sure. play between entrepreneur and sushi. It's the fun yeah. element and you should do it just because you're having fun because I believe yeah. that, that your real you shines out when you're having fun. It's the real yeah, you that sure. we see yeah. in that. And that will resonate with people. I think yeah. when you start to think about it intentionally and strategic as in, okay, this video, I want to get at least 100 views, for example, then yeah. you, you're in your head 
and that will resonate and that will come out on the screen and then it will feel yeah. like hard work and like i said yeah, yeah, we're no. not about the hard work we're about yeah. having fun so your suggestion is basically just start having fun doing what you love don't think about yeah. the viewers or the views or the analytics or yeah. anything else just start oh yeah i would say that but at the same time there kind of obviously needs to be a demand somewhat of your stuff you're doing you can't just like i don't know i'm trying to make something up on the spot here <laughs> like painting to i don't know maybe corporate people are into painting but i'm just saying like i just i'm just making up some random thing here yeah. but um no, like, no, but i think that you said research your target audience yeah, yeah research yeah. it it's about so you do do the research and make sure that the content yeah. is something that they would be searching for but how you deliver on that yeah yeah could it's be all about, fun yeah. and lightness and yeah, and not yeah. having the perfect video out there but just a video raw and real just like you are in real life yeah, yeah, essentially. I mean, it's all about how you d- display yourself on camera. It depends on what type of videos you do, obviously. You could do, like, one of those top 10 channels. But, <laughs> but I mean, like, we're saying, we're in theory saying that it's a personal brand channel and your face is on camera, right? That's what we're going with here, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it all depends on what kind of... I mean, if you say, for example, you're doing a video on... Say, for example, your personal brand is all about, I don't know, yeah, like I said, painting, and you want to display painting in like a cool different way that on YouTube, so... I bet there isn't many painting channels out there that like, are really humorous, to be honest. <laughs> There's just like showing the painting and just like speaking in a dull voice like this. They're not like being active and like, you know, really trying to engage with them, be interactive with the audience. That's kind of what it's about. Yeah. And also putting a unique twist on something that's already gone viral. That's one of the main ways of doing it, which is easier said than done. But, <laughs> but yeah, there could be a lot that goes into it, but it's all about planning and preparation and really, you know, just getting started. It's basically what it comes down to. Yeah. Everyone talks yeah. about starting a YouTube channel but they never actually do that's what I feel like yeah, yeah. my friends always tell me I want to start this YouTube channel and then they know I never nothing ever happens no no cool but, yeah cool. <laughs> but, so yeah. we've covered a little bit about the you as an entrepreneur yeah now to the sushi because the best part yeah <laughs> the best part is coming now you yeah. hated sushi yeah it's true I don't really know what was wrong with me <laughs> to be honest <laughs> Honestly, I still don't, but I don't know why I hated it. It's just, there wasn't really a reason. And it comes back to my, I think I mentioned this point before about getting out of your comfort zone and realizing that, you know, you need to try things before you 100%, 100% know, you know, and that's why I kind of did with sushi. <laughs> I kind of assumed I didn't like it because it just looks on like on paper. It doesn't look like appetizing really sometimes, but when you actually try it, it's good. <laughs> I would say, yeah, yeah, it's just, I can't stop having it. Every time I want to go eat something, I just, I just can't stop I just can't stop having sushi no matter where I go. I always have to try the next sushi place. (laughs) Do you remember when the flip point was, when you flipped the switch from hating sushi, not even having tried it, to (laughs) let me try it before I dismiss it entirely, to going absolutely berserkers and loving it? So I think the year was 2015. So Mm -hmm. it was five years ago. I think I I must have been 17 years old then. And yeah, I went with a few friends. It's funny because that day I tried sushi. I tried it for the first time and I just I seemed like I liked it. I didn't like complain. <laughs> and that was the same night that I uploaded my most viewed video on my YouTube channel. <laughs> Genuinely. So it worked out well. Sushi and views. Why not? What, what a great combination. <laughs> sushi and views. I'm not sure which I prefer. Probably the sushi. <laughs> <laughs> That's even more hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the sushi. You can't go wrong with sushi, can you? I just... I might even get it straight away after this podcast. <laughs> I got 15% off my local sushi. Why not go for it? <laughs> hey, when you get sushi, you gotta get sushi. 
it's got to be done. I just uh, have to get all of it. <laughs> <laughs> because you even mentioned that you had sushi three times on one day. Oh, yeah. I was a bit sickly. I'm not going to lie. After a while, it does get too much sometimes after a while. But during when you're during eating it, it's good. But, <laughs> but like, yeah. So I went with a set of friends. Then my brother came after that. And I just ended up just, we go to this all-you-can-eat place, which is uh, it's good sushi for what the value is. They actually supply uh, Nobu in London. So they must be good, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so my brother went after with a friend. So I just joined him with them and I had to pay, I paid twice, but whatever, sushi. <laughs> Why not? I didn't even think twice. I just thought, you know what? Let's just go with it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's basically what happened. I said three times. Did I say three times? Two three or times. three times. More than one time a day. I mean, I, mean, I usually no. say to people, I could eat sushi every day. <laughs> yeah. Every day. <laughs> I don't because if I do that for one week, I'll hate sushi and I love it too much to start hating it. It's just like the first day I have sushi, I always can't eat it the next day, but then next day after that, I'm all for it. But it's just like the day after, I just can't do it. And when I feel like a penguin after being there, I just can't, when I'm walking out the place, I just can't, it's just terrible. But when that eat out, when that eat out to help out thing was happening in here in London, we could get like half price sushi, obviously. So obviously I utilized that. (laughs) I went one night and then the next morning I went again with my friend. Me and my friend went twice in the night and then in the morning. And then, you know, the guy was like, aren't you sick of it? (laughs) He was like asking me, are you not sick of it? (laughs) So yeah, that was, that was funny when he said that. And yeah, I'm recognized as one of the key contributors to their revenue at the sushi, I guess. <laughs> oh, but, believe uh, you no, me, probably... I've got the same thing. I've got one <laughs> of my favorite sushi, or you can eat sushi places. I always get the same table because the owner knows me and knows what table I want. Yeah. And I don't even have to barely get through the door. And then she goes, oh, you're back again. And I'm like, yeah, I'm back again. <laughs> yeah, they always put tap water on the table ready. I don't even have to ask for it. They just instantly know what I'm doing. And they already know I don't want the normal menu. I want the all you can eat menu. So they just automatically <laughs> give me that one. <laughs> it's like I work there. Like one time, a guy was starting there. I knew the week when the guy started there and my friend didn't believe me. So I asked him <laughs> and it's like, so I went there so many times during that month in August when they eat out to help out. And I guess the virus wasn't so potent then. No. So I was able, was able to go more, but now I can't go at all. So Oh yeah, well, you're either a sushi or adoring entrepreneur or you're not. You've got to have your favorite place and the owner needs to recognize you. Oh, you're not a sushi adoring entrepreneur. Let's be fair. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You've, you've got to know your favourite sushi place. I mean, yeah. there's a few I like. I went to a new place. Where was it? I went to a new place in central London last weekend and that's called Sticks and Sushi and it was pretty nice there. It's more posh though, but I've heard my other place, I think, just because of uh, that was like four times the price. So, <laughs> Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> I've been to Sushi Samba in London. Is that the one with, that's like on a tower building? Right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, very, yeah. It's, it's on the top floor. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. a great terrace. Now, that's also a posh place. Yeah. I mean, the sushi there is absolutely delicious. Yeah. But you'll walk out with a much emptier <laughs> wallet than you yeah. get in. And I feel like an emptier stomach as well, because when I'm going to these posh places, you don't get as full up as when I go to my all you can eat place, because yeah. the yeah. all you can eat place, granted, is probably a bit worse quality, but actually, the one I found is like really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It depends on what restaurant. I mean, we've got a chain here in the Netherlands that yeah. actually is good. I mean, you can taste the difference between oh, is it called... good sushi or good enough sushi, great sushi yeah. and good sushi. So it's not bad. I mean, there are all-you-can-eat restaurants that actually have bad sushi, but yeah. it's actually really good. What's it called? The one that I went to one in Netherlands. I went to one in the Netherlands last year. I can't remember the name, but Sumo I... Sumo or Shabu Shabu? 
Sumo, I think that was it. And the one I went to, it was all right, but <laughs> yeah. Sumo wasn't the greatest when I went there. I actually did leave a, I've never left a review, but I left a funny review about what happened there. <laughs> because they gave us, I can't remember what it was. They gave us something weird. It was over a year ago now. A lot's happened in the last year. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember exactly what happened, but yeah, I just. Uh, yeah, uh, no, yeah. that one of my favorites is Sumo here in the Hagen and they're good. Some of the, I think sumo, some sumos are better than other ones, I think, from what I've heard. And the one yeah. that I went to yeah. in the center where the touristy thing is, I think maybe that was maybe a bad one, but uh, yeah, I'm be. sure it's yeah, good in other places. Yeah, 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 could be. So one of the questions we ask all of our guests is, if you, your personality, were a sushi, what would the ingredients be? Oh, good one. I mean, I don't want to be boring and go with salmon avocado or a maki, but... That is what oh, it is. Know, uh, no, because you said the personality. I'm going to say spicy tuna, spicy tuna aromaki, I would okay. say. Okay, <laughs> why? I'll go with that one. It's because I like to think that the spice represents something good. or it, so I like to think that, you know, I have luck on my side. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to say uh, that. Not that it, it's correlated at all, but I just went with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I just made that up on the spot, really. <laughs> Yeah, you put me on the spot there. But there's a lot of sushi that I would say I would say I like. I can't really pick between which one. But I'll, spicy tuna. Spi- what, what part of your personality does the spiciness represent? I mean, I'd like to say I guess bubbly and just outgoing. I would guess maybe yeah. I guess spice is kind of like that maybe. <laughs> I guess yeah. somewhat. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> maybe, no, definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And because yeah. it's a maki, why a maki? Hosomaki, which is the one with the seaweed on the outside. Which is the only one that I've seen in restaurants where spicy tuna actually comes in, I think. Could so that's be. that's the reason why be. I said that. <laughs> it was the reason just based off what I've eaten. It's not like a reason because of uh, because of what, the question. I just eat that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very much the reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The seaweed is on the outside. It has a rice bedding and then the spicy tuna in the middle. That's urumaki, the one with the rice on the outside, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I meant hosomaki, actually. Yeah, sorry. Okay, um, okay. With the one seaweed on the outside and the rice in the middle and then the tuna and then the spice. <laughs> okay, Basically. cool. Oh, I want it right now. <laughs> I actually want it right now. I'm just describing it. Oh, I've got so many sushi pictures on my phone. <laughs> actually ridiculous. <laughs> well, we but, usually uh, get this response. After talking so much about sushi, this is what happens. Do you crave sushi even more? So it's a very natural response and we love it because it shows yeah. us how passionate you are about sushi. So yeah. would you answer the question similarly if I asked you, how about your business, Video Mako? Oh, how would I describe that? Yeah, if the personality of your business, is that different from you? No, I would say it's similar. I would call it, is there one, there's one called an octopus roll, right? I would say go with that one because it's one that's kind of new to the market, but no one really gets it yet. But I feel like people would get it if they had it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I feel, like, I feel like it's that at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> I feel like, like octopus roll, I haven't really tried though on the uh, menu, but that's probably goes with my answer though. <laughs> <laughs> so no, much it could, be. it could be. I mean, octopus yeah. is not appealing. I mean, it doesn't appeal to me, but I've never had it. So I really don't know, to be fair. So you yeah, don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like to think that video macro is appealing, but <laughs> but I, I guess to some people it might not be. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> really a lot good. of people. I, I think it would. Yeah, the right people. Yeah, that's, good. Yeah. Well, now we're talking about video, and it's a topic that's on my list as one of my goals for next year. Yeah. What yeah. are some of the tips for people that are listening and thinking? I know I need to do more on video. What are some of the tips that you would give them for someone who's starting, or for someone who already has a channel who's already doing video? So this directly for YouTube or just in general video? In general. 
I would say, like I always said before, get started. There's many different websites out there where you could look for content ideas. I mean, obviously the content ideas is the main aspect of it, but um, really and truly, you've just got to get started, to be honest, and start publishing online. I mean, in terms of the video aspect, you, it doesn't matter. You don't need a camera. You don't need like a professional full-on camera to do it. You know, you can use your, all smartphones now. I'm pretty sure I have like at least 1080p, right? Yeah. So that's all you need really, as long as the lighting is good. That's the main thing. Lighting is the main thing, really, and audio. Also, when you're filming video stuff on uh, for whatever channel you're doing for. And, yeah, I mean, what type of goal did you have, like, in terms of the video? Was it, like, to publish well, more content or was it in terms yeah, of, to like... Publish, to publish more content and to publish more consistently. So yeah. I know that in this time, everyone is at home. So yeah. the quickest way you can consume content right now is through an engaging video, is my belief. Yeah, And yeah. I've been dabbling around, let's use me as an example for now, yeah. dabbling around with live videos on Facebook and I've repurposed videos from my Facebook lives to YouTube channel, but I'm nowhere near been consistent, nor no, have no. I even done the editing. So for me, it's just unedited. You get me raw and real. How I show up in that moment is how I yeah. show up. So it's not even... Yeah, sometimes uh, that's fine useful. though. Like, depends on the content you do, but sometimes raw is better than edited. I should, probably shouldn't be saying that. Obviously with what I do, but <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> I'm a strong believer in that, I'll be honest. I'm being transparent. It's just how it is. But I would say it depends on the content you do, whether you would need editing, obviously. But yeah, I, it depends. If it's just like a live video, that obviously it would be raw. It would be raw and how it is. But in terms of being consistent, like you mentioned before, I would say you really need to like kind of plan it into your kind of calendar or list of things to do and make it your schedule to kind of film. And in my eyes, if you want to be consistent, you've got to basically film in bulk and really commit to the reason why having editors also good, not just because they can produce maybe a better quality video than you could if you're not into editing is because it it makes you committed to actually posting and yeah. getting things out there do you know what i mean yeah if you have someone yeah which also could be the same if you have hire a script writer or anyone involved in the video process if you like make a hire and you commit to them as well then you know you're there and you if someone else is relying on you as well which is important for me as well because sometimes i put people's projects first before my own which is yeah. a bad side of me probably but <laughs> but at the same time it's not but yeah i would say have some sort of accountability there to make you actually do it <laughs> So you don't forget about it as well, basically, because some people are too busy in their other stuff, which is fine at the same time, obviously. But obviously, if it's a goal, then you should really try and keep it top of mind and, uh, and just get on with it, really. <laughs> is there something, I mean, you as an editor, you come after all of the recording has been done. Yeah, yeah. Is there something that is important to know before recording the video, as well as during recording a video, that will make the editing easier? It depends on the type of video, of course, but... I would say some of the people that went, I mean, this is back when I was a freelance editor more because people knew that I was just solely the one editing it. They would say like my name, like Ben, do this in the video or, you know, obviously if they're not speaking to the camera, they're like, say if they're filming with their friend or something, yeah, they would like obviously have a conversation in between that I know is more like a private matter, not like <laughs> for the video. So that would be just like cut completely, obviously. So it's just kind of a play around with kind of really what the video is and really understanding like which a lot of editors actually don't understand which is a good point actually like you said there which a lot of editors don't understand that some parts aren't part of the video <laughs> and they shouldn't be in there even even though they're speaking in the video it should be cut out if that makes any sense at all <laughs> but give me an like, example like sometimes there was like youth channels that I edited for who had like their i don't know some like i don't know for example their partner or baby come in they didn't want that part of the video but but some people like some editors would like not like edit it properly and leave it in there <laughs> for example that could be part of it but 
just a simple cut was all it takes to take it out but some editors don't understand that but yeah yeah but, um, i'm not going to get into into that but <laughs> but i mean like it's just, like i said it depends on the video depends on what the kind of like, the actual person who's posting the video actually wants really some people prefer it to be as raw as possible but some you know text added in some transitions added in some you know effects added in that type of stuff yeah it just it all just depends i mean it's just whatever gets requested really yeah uh, cool. it, people clients usually just tell me like do you take this bit out you know take this bit out sometimes they don't do it in the video but they tell me after you know after they shoot they just message me it or but yeah that's why um I don't want to sell too much here, but with Video Maco, you uh, <laughs> you have the request uh, form where you can just submit everything at once, so you don't have to keep going back and forth. You know, emails and messages and all that. You can just yeah. get it over and done with once, and really, uh, it optimizes the creativity process of creative process of like, video editing and video in general, and the way it works. So cool. I would say that as well. But um, is that something you struggle with then, in terms of the video kind of what to take out and that type of stuff, or? No, I've dabbled in, like I said, both video editing as well as video creation. So I've yeah. done, for example, I've done some videos for parties and weddings many, yeah. many years ago. And I edited those. I added oh, transitions. Yeah. So it's the basic stuff, let's be honest. The basic hobby yeah. things that I just like to play with. So I know a little bit about video editing. It's not in my zone of genius. I do not want to become a video editor in any way, shape or form. Yeah. But if I have to do anything in a video especially a part that i really do not want to have in there so i fumbled over a word or yeah has yeah. something it happened sucks. that type of thing then i know enough about editing to get that out of myself but yeah. having said that i've also seen some videos on youtube channels or other platforms for that matter that have just the most amazing graphics or transitions and I'm like how did you do that I want to have something like that too and I know that that's yeah. the advanced level of editing that yeah, I'm not no. there yet so yeah. I was really wanting to know more of that and I'm all about effective and effect and efficiency so if I can do something as the creator when I am recording a video that yeah. will make the editing easier afterwards then I'm the first person to say tell me what I need to do so that yeah, was no. more of my intention behind the question wanting yeah. to know is there something that you can do to make it all easier for someone who has to work with the product yeah afterwards? yeah if you say for example you're doing a script a scripted video obviously it'll be easy if you record using i don't know if you know an auto cue is or teleprompter yes. it has like the words you know in front of you rather than having to look back and forth you know that'll be a bit annoying for the editor to manage that and work with that which I have done before myself uh, <laughs> annoyingly <laughs> but I'm over it now <laughs> but yeah. um, I guess I would say that you just need to really understand some part of the editing process before you film and I, I would say some of my clients I really try and tell them exactly like the process of how things be working out in terms of the stages of editing so they understand like, you know, what will be done first here and there. Not that it matters too much to them, but for the filming side, they all might need to know like certain things, how they should position things and stuff like that. Obviously it's depending on the video here, but because the types of video yeah. vary yeah. completely, but just presuming it's just like talking to a camera like this, you know, sometimes the setup changes here and there during the video. Sometimes they stand up, I don't know, just stuff like that, uh, that they need to, uh, like some parts they need to tell us to get rid of or you know, or some parts to keep in definitely 100%. So they give us like timestamps of bits to take in and out, basically, is yeah. the main part of what, yeah. how they do it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, cool. I would say that is the main part, parts of yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah, very yeah. good. So I love that you said it's important to know the purpose of your video because that will determine how you record it, but basically how yeah. it's going to be edited also. Yeah, uh, for sure. And I think yeah. that, that that is important to know upfront uh, yeah. in any way, shape, or form. So, Ben, as we wrap up, is there anything that we have not spoken about that we really want to share with our audience? Yeah, there is actually. <laughs> Funny enough, I didn't, that was a pretend think, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah. At my company, Video Maco, we have 30% off the first month right now to anyone who signs up. This is going up in January, right? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 2021, yeah, yeah. Until the end of January, we have. So if you use the code SUSHI on our website, you have 30% off the first month for your, any video editing stuff. So you'd be able to submit as many video editing requests as you want. And, and yeah, we work through one at a time and we'll get we'll optimize your creative process with video. So yeah, if you're interested in that, use SUSHI at checkout non-caps or caps doesn't matter which one <laughs> so yeah, well, yeah ladies and gentlemen you've got a gift so if you're into <laughs> video editing and it's one of your goals for 2021 check out ben's website i'll make sure that i will include the link in the description with this episode 30 percent off all of your editing and believe me I've done editing. It's not something that you want to spend time on. It shouldn't be something that you need to be spending time on. So go to bengraham.co for the 30% off using the code SUSHI. And with that, we've come to the end of the very first episode of 2021. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. And we would love to know what has been your biggest takeaway from the conversation with Ben both is from hate sushi to love sushi as well as the wonder world of video do take a moment and share this with us in our facebook group called the entrepreneur sushi club where you can network with ben himself uh, you will find the link to this group in the description of this episode and if you know anyone who will benefit from listening to this episode please do share it with them and if you are or know of another sushi adoring entrepreneurs that we most definitely need to get on the show reach out we are always looking for guests thank you have fun and see you on the next one